Welcome, my beautiful people. It's Jasmine Ashby with Black Motherhood Unplugged. How are you? How are you feeling? How are you feeling today? I am genuinely asking you this question. Tap in with yourself and ask yourself that very question. How are you feeling? Um, Welcome to episode two. I want to say thank you for joining, listening to episode one. And I do ask that you leave a review, leave some questions, give me some feedback, and please share with another mother or someone that you feel may want to have a deeper understanding of this remarkable journey of single parenting. This episode is called How to Deal with the Emotions of Solo Parenting. And, um... This is a lot. This is is super, it's super heavy, um, but I won't make it that way. I just want to share with you how I deal with the overwhelm of it. And I tap in with myself. I ask myself, how are you feeling? Where is this emotion coming from? And how, what do I need to do to overcome it and relieve it? And, um, why am I feeling this way knowing what my role is and there are moments and these moments typically happen once a month um, during my pre-cycle and I'm in my feelings and the reason why I say I'm in my feelings and, and I'll also say that the other days outside of that one week is where I have my armor up in this moment these times where I'm emotional is me being very transparent with myself and I just don't have my guard up at that moment I don't want to be strong I want to cry I want to feel my emotions I want to purge this out and you know what that is okay the overwhelm of being a solo parent can be a lot, especially when you know that the other party or other parties are very well capable of also doing their part, but they're choosing not to. I, on the other hand, I have two baby fathers. I never thought that I would have two baby fathers, but this is how life for me played out. And um, I will honestly say that one is better than the other. The other um the 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 better one started off really bad let's just say that i'll share that story another time but things have gotten better and there's great communication and there's honesty um and the thing is too is that i've accepted the honesty now the other one that i don't necessarily have a great relationship with i'm just gonna flat out and say i don't like him (laughs) i don't like him um and I ignored the red flags from the very beginning of our relationship when it started in 2007. It, it ended in 2012, but I ignored all of the emotions. Actually, no, it started in 2005. We started dating in, no, excuse me, oh my gosh. We started dating in 2006, um, had our kid, our firstborn in 2009, and had our second in 2011, and I ended the relationship in 2012. And, um, I've tried so hard to co-parent and, and I'll tell you guys now, you're going to hear my toddler in the background. I told my oldest to hold it down for me while I go handle my business and share this podcast. Um, but they're trying to do their best. So you may hear a toddler in the background y'all, but yes, I 
I have two baby fathers and I've tried to to have a healthy co-parent relationship with my first and I've tried and the other side is not reciprocal and um, I have my own assumptions and my own assumptions really don't matter because it is what it is. The second, like I said, he did not do very well in the beginning. Um, I've known him longer than my oldest that's for another story but we're in a healthy place right now and to be honest with you I've learned from my first experience I've learned what not to do and I've also learned to accept their truth and my truth so that's where we're at right but um, how I overcome the moments where I'm upset and I'm going through it and one kid is sick or I have to leave work early to go pick up the other kids if my siblings are not available to help me pick them up or my uncle's not available to pick them up. I have those moments where, damn, why is it that it has to be this? And I will say, um, like I said, if you listen to episode one, you know that I hail from New York City and I live in Houston, Texas right now. When I lived in, in New York City, because the, the first parent made comments like, well, you're not here now, so how can I help? You weren't helping then, which made my move even a lot more easier. Um, So I'm just dealing with it, you know, and the second, well, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to just take you on a merry-go-round if I keep going back and forth with the first and the second. Long story short, I tap it with myself and I ask myself, how do I want my life to look like? And if I'm having moments where I'm crying, I cry and I let it out and I do what I need to do. If I need to speak to someone, I reach out to someone closest to me. I did do therapy for three years before that. And I ended it because I spoke to one of my therapists, my friends who's a therapist. And she said, really and truly, Jasmine, you only need about four to six sessions. At the end of the day, it's a business. And I appreciated her honesty and it's okay. And I am not mad at the time and the length that I spent with that therapist, but I made sure that I use my resources. If you feel that you need to speak to someone that is not a close friend and you need need professional help, seek that and do it for however long you feel that you needed to do it for. If you feel like the first therapist that you choose is not the best one for you, go find another one it's a relationship and you're sharing your whole life and your heart out to this person um what are ways to relieve stress i shared it in my first episode i exercise i tell myself that exercising and sweating and dedicating time to myself and loving my body and my spirit is by doing that releasing the stress is helped me to not yell and go off of these off on these kids because there were times when i used to be irritable irritable as fuck I could not take it my kids were getting on my last nerve and it was because I had so much pent-up stress within myself that it was not helping and another thing y'all I'm not having sex right now um and that is definitely by choice because anybody could go out and go have sex with anyone I just choose not to um I'm just not on that type of time. I'm not in that type of time to want to share my my spirit and my my energy with someone right now. I am open to dating. I am open to love. I'm just not open to that. And um and I have my other reasons too because that's how my set, my my third kid came about, but that's another story for another day. Um so yes, that's what I do. I work out, I meditate. I meditate for 10 minutes in the morning. 
and I got to regulate. I I regulate my schedule over again. I have family meetings with my kids. I sit down and I share with them what I what I want their expectations to be and I leave the floor open for them to share it vice versa with me as well we come down to a middle and the reason why I do that is because I grew up in a household I grew up in a Guyanese household um in a Colombian household where my voice was not heard I did not have the option to put some input first of first of all if you if you know the saying um children are to be seen not heard that's what it was for me and I always told myself that I'm just going to do different I will still use the practices that helped me to become the woman that I am today from what I used that I learned in from the Guyanese household because my grandparents did not play they did not come to play on on my other side my mom's side the Hispanic side they weren't as strict um and I'm glad that I have that good balance right but um I use that discipline on this end and I incorporate my new world way of thinking into my home with my kids and I do that and I vent to my girlfriend say hey I need to I need to talk to you about something or I write it down one of my spiritual mentors would say you need a journal um journal how you feel journal what you want I used to manifest a lot I used to write down the things that I wanted to happen and how I wanted life to be and I will speak it as though it already is I still do it actually because it's become a natural thing where I don't have to write it down but that's how I handle it how I deal with the overwhelm and if it's where you know like for example my third year old I had him in third year old my three-year-old I had him in daycare when I first started my on-site role because prior to that I was doing remote and I had I had to make sacrifices I put him in daycare um for about under 10 11 months and it was going good but at the end of the day daycare is rent and it got to the point where I was like man I'm tired of my kid coming home sick three weeks out of the month because you know how it is when the kids are back in school the kids start to get sick because they're getting exposed to other kids etc 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 um that was that was affecting me mentally I don't like seeing my kids sick it it makes me feel very um vulnerable and I can't I can't control it. I don't like seeing them when they're in that in that space but I know that it happens and I asked my brother my my brother and my sister live with me and my other sister does too she's out in college but these siblings they're older they're in their 20s and um and first of all let me let me say this let me add this real quick it's okay for y'all to still live together y'all y'all gotta help each other you know what i'm saying um my sibling my brother i hit him up and i was like yo i'm gonna ask you a question and just give me a yes or no can you watch your youngest nephew for this amount of dollars and he was like, yeah, I just have to move my schedule around because he works remote. So he could, he's, he was able to get approved to change his schedule. He helps me. I helps him. I help him. He still contributes to the household. He still does his thing. Um, but it's definitely not rent. And at the end of the day, while some people be like, well, why do you have to pay your family member to do that? First of all, he's doing this during his work hours. He could have kept his work hours the same way. It helps him to save and it helps me to save. And at the end of the day, if you're paying for daycare or um, a nanny, you're still going to come out of pocket. So that is okay. And 
and I just want y'all to know too I just want to make sure make make y'all known make y'all aware that this is only my opinion and this is what works for me and it's okay to hire out if you feel like you don't feel like cleaning and you can expense it get you a housekeeper that comes to your house and does a deep clean once a month that is okay um i used to have a car wash membership i don't anymore i pay for water i'm gonna get a hose from walmart get me the soap from walmart and i'm gonna save me on some cash and i'm gonna wash my car myself i created a amazon birthday list with all of the gifts that i wanted and one of those gifts was a handheld vacuum yes i get excited for that type of shit right now and i got it and i use that to clean my car um for the days that i don't want to cook i head over to trader joe's and i buy those ready-made meals that i could just pop in the oven or pop on a skillet for about 10 minutes and dinner is ready um when it's time for me to cook i do however season the meat on a sunday leave it in a, um, a ziploc bag and when i'm ready to cook i've already taken it out that morning for it to thaw out and when i'm ready to cook I pop it in the oven or pop it on a slow burn on the hot on the top stove and let it cook. Listen, you have to maximize time. You have to maximize your time. We only have 24 hours in a day. Eight of those you're asleep. The other eight you're at work. Um, another two you're commuting. And then you have about three, four hours to just chill and spend time with your kids. You got to make things work for you. It's going to be overwhelming. You're always going to be on a calendar, but that's you just got to get uncomfortable. You got to be inconvenient sometime. Um, Lisa Nichols, who I follow, she shared that. Sometimes you just got to be inconvenienced just to, to obtain the things you want. That is what works for me. That's, that is what helps me. Um, another thing too, I'm an introvert. There are times when I don't want to be around people, but there are times where I'm missing my family and I need to be around people. So I make sure that I'm around other energies that I know I can laugh with, that I can share life with. I make that my business. Things can't be serious all of the time. It just cannot. You have to make life work for you. Go through your emotions, feel it, let it pass through. If you have to be in your room, in your bed, cuddled up to watch a sad show so you could get those, those tears out, do it. Do it. It is okay. Also, look up some single mom groups. There's some on Instagram. There's some on TikTok. I love me some TikTok. I don't like Instagram anymore like that, y'all. Um, Instagram had me in a really not so happy place. And I just have a personal page on there. I deleted my, my book page that I had from before. Again, I mentioned this in my first episode where I wrote a book, I self-published it called How I Single Mom It, Overcoming um, Obstacles with Tenacity and Faith. And that's just how life is for me right now. That's how I overcome it all. I am just trying to balance life as best way as I possibly can life working kids and also incorporate yourself in that into that as well i have a monthly membership to get a um, 60 minute massage oof is so needed if i could do it twice a month i would but once a month for now is going to suffice um, also a lot of the times where things are overwhelmed for you it also can be associated with money and if it is rearrange your spending plan i don't like to call it a budget because it's not it's a spending plan 
rearrange your spending plan, um, omit some things out of there that you really and truly do not need. And like my spiritual mentor says, she says, Jasmine, you got to focus on your needs versus your wants. And literally on my bathroom door on a white sticky board that I have, I write down my needs versus my wants. When I purchase, purchase my needs, I scratch that out and then I purchase a want. You have to stick to it. And I know at times, like myself, I've, I'm still working on my relationship with money. Um, you have to make things work for you. You have to make sure that before you go ahead and purchase something, make sure you purchase that need for yourself. Because a lot of the times when it's associated with money is because you're restricted. Um, and a lot of times we need that freedom. So either you cut down some costs, put yourself on a spending budget, a spending plan, excuse me, and perhaps you got to look for another job that is paying more to fulfill the lifestyle that you want. Also too, if you feel that this will benefit you, perhaps reach out to your, your co-parent and ask, Hey, are you cool with family therapy? If I knew that my old, my oldest father would be open to that, I would ask that, but he's definitely not open to that, especially recently. We got into it um, because the kids were, while the kids were um, coming back from New York, back to Houston, and he did some things that I wasn't very pleased with, and I would not dare him disrespect him in that manner. He did that to me, so we're not on those kinds of terms. With my second, I would, but we're actually in a healthy um, space right now, so that's something that doesn't need to happen. But if you feel that you're open to doing those things to make life better for not only you and your kids, why not? Sometimes we just got to do the things outside of what people expect or what our parents did not do. And another thing too, I don't want to be a part of that statistic. I hate that I am another single black, single mom, single with no parent under the same household that that effing sucks, but that is life and we got to make the best out of it. So if you have any feedback, if you have any questions um, that you feel can help benefit another mom on how to make life better for you or to overcome the overwhelm of the emotions of single parenting, solo parenting, definitely share. Share how you deal with it. Share how you manage it. Right now, after I'm done with this, my kids and I are going to go head to Walmart. We're going to go pick up a family game. My son is going to try out for baseball in a few months. So he's like, mom, can you get a mitt and a ball so we can play catch in the backyard? I'm going to do that. I was a tomboy back then. So I could be, yes, let's go ahead and throw some balls. We'll do that. Um, my youngest two, they like to do soccer. So I'm going to get them a net. We have a, a big enough backyard, thank God, um, where the kids could do that back there. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to play with my kids. And I'm going to make sure that sometime this week, I have some time for myself. Make sure you love you more. Make sure you love on yourself. Make sure you tap in. Tap in with your people. Get some insight from those that you're open to getting insight from. And make sure that you continuously do the damn thing because you are that bitch. You are handling this role, this journey as a single mom the best way you can. And I love you for it because you would not be here listening to this if you did not feel so. Um, Life will get better. I am willing that for you. I am praying that for you. And I'm sending you love and peace to the next episode, y'all. Have a good one.